This is Business Fever NG Podcast, episode 40. This is a podcast where successful food entrepreneurs in Nigeria share the success stories of how they built their brand and the lessons they learned along the way. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Olumide from Barbecue and Cravings. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show again. Uh, hopefully, you guys are having a fantastic week. There are a few topics I'm going to talk about today. Actually, no, there are a few topics I'm going to talk about generally, but today I'm going to talk about not all customers are equal. Now, um, they say customers are king, and definitely they can be, but I think the right customer is the, right, is the king, so meaning all right customer is the queen. Um, not all customers are equal. And I'm going to try to structure like this conversation or this um, podcast to um, kind of share the, my own views on, on customer and customer service. So there, there are different angles to this. So like there's this, I, I read up online about a term called a thousand true fans that most businesses only like a thousand true fans. And they use the word true fan to kind of mean that like pretty much anything you put out they're going to buy and obviously with the whole way to increase sales you know you can increase how often customers buy from you you can increase the amount they buy from you um you can increase you can increase um your customer base through maybe referrals as well so imagine you had a thousand customers i mean imagine each person had five friends of five family members, that's 5,000. They, so it spreads out from there. So, um, anyway, it's not a ma- matter of the quantity of customers that you have. I think it's more of a quality of customers that you have. And you find people with, you know, 4,000 Instagram followers doing good business versus when I have 60,000 followers. You know, um, I think the term customers now is really been very blurred because what defines a customer? Someone who buys from you once a month, once in six months, or someone who buys from you until they get married. We've kind of seen that trend funny enough in my business where a lot of bachelors buy from us, but then they stop coming. And then you might see them maybe like once in six months, be like, oh, I just got married. You know, because technically, I guess married men shouldn't be eating dinner outside because the wives are probably cooked or they probably cooked for that or they have a chef in the house, whatever the case is. But, um, yeah, so customers, I'm more going to talk about, I'm also going to talk about customer that have chosen to do business with you and how, in my case, how we try to like gauge them and put them in boxes. Um, there's also this term called 80-20 principle and it's called Pareto's principle. Actually, you can check it up. And the idea behind it is, 20% of your customers gives you 80% of your revenue or profits, whatever. So imagine you had 100 customers um, and you had, it may be like 10,000 naira, for example, right? They're saying 20 of those customers will give you 8,000 naira in sales. That's us. So it, it, the idea is really, is really just focusing that one. I guess you can call it true customers as well, too, because we have a lot of repeat customers and we have people who just buy from us once in a while. I think our focus should be on those repeat customers. Yes, we can also try to encourage those who come once in a while to buy from us more frequently. But if we can serve those true customers very well, we'll grow. Now, again, just jumping, jumping all over the place. 
look at Apple business, um, I don't know, 20 years ago, you know, so it's the idea that also the idea is also when you have a true customer, you're, you're building a very strong bond with them and you're not riding on the wave of the new fad, you know, um, it's more like an organic growth. And again, there's something there's a bell curve with the innovators, the people who are curious enough to just try your brand out. Then there's the early adopters. I guess this kind of feeds up from the innovators. Then there's the early majority. There's the late majority and there's the laggard. Um, most things usually have this kind of pattern. So it's the, the very passionate foodies. I guess you can almost call them the innovators. They're the ones who want to try new things. And the thing about them as well is they're always trying to try new things. So they probably get tired of your brand at some point because they want the next best thing. Then it goes into early adopters. You know, um, the numbers they have here online is uh, 2.5% is uh, innovators. 13.5% um, is early adopters. 34.34% is the early majority. 34% is the late majority. And 16, 16% is the laggards. So I think... I mean, I'm not expert or anything like that, but I think this can be looked at as a as a as a life cycle of your customers. You know, they're the ones who initially hear about you, they rush to you, they tell their friends, then you get into a space where you're making and you have good volumes. That's the early majority and late majority. Then eventually it kind of fizzes out because some somebody else has had a come into the market. Or maybe you have not innovated your product enough to try to get a new set of innovators coming in and one of the, which is why you see brands doing like limited time offers. You see brands, um, pretty much there's a, each customer has a life cycle and brands who are aware of that try to, you know, make sure that the cycle kind of keeps repeating itself. So, which is why you have many upgrades, you have limited time offers. Um, you know, um, you keep doing that because you want people to stay within, you know, the cycle and, you know, you have to keep getting the very passionate people coming to your brand because they're the ones who will actually help with the referrals, watermark marketing, you know. Um, but most of the money you're going to make is going to be within the early majority and late majority where you have masses coming in because this business is a numbers game at the end of the day. It's called diffusion of innovation theory. I'm linking it to my industry. So I'm, maybe it may not apply to yours the way you look at it, but I think you know, the way we've grown a lot of times has been again through word of mouth. And I'm reading a book on marketing and they're like, that's probably the easiest way to grow because when your customers refer other people, you don't have to sell them much as far as what the brand's about, you know, quality of food. Like they're trusting their friend who tells them, you need to go check this place out. So yeah, um, let me really go deep into the the, the, the crux of this conversation now. So not all customers are equal. Um, I realized that. And granted, we should treat all customers equally at the front level, which means great customer service. But they're ones that you should do better with. Now, it does, does that mean that the person who spends 1,000 euro today cannot spend 100,000 euro tomorrow? That's not what we're saying. But you need to, you, you need to have one, definitely a great customer service generally but then the special customers the ones who bring more people to you the ones who give you feedback all the time the ones who um you know help you push the brand forward they're the ones that you want to keep on harnessing because if you don't focus and have a niche market you're almost going to try to please everybody and you can't please everybody 
you know, and I think that's one of the mistakes other restaurants make as well too, because first of all, their menu is all over the place, you know, uh, and they're promising all kinds of things. They want to be a lounge, they want to be a, a karaoke bar, they want to be like a sports place, they want to be like a, but you can't be all that because the folks who only want one thing will not come to you. Now, as you grow, as you build a solid brand, you can expand into all these different service areas. But you have to be known for one thing. You have to know who your who your true customers are, the ones that and what they what do they want, you know. So for example, we don't sell alcohol at my place. We're losing money, but the true customers of the brand do not care for alcohol. And I personally feel like if I brought it in, it would what it would it would, it would affect the essence of the brand. You know, um, we have people coming in with their kids, you know, um, and they're not worried they're going to see what they don't want to see. We have men coming with their wives. We have wives coming in themselves, you know. And if we introduce alcohol, I personally feel like over time, we will put more emphasis on that because it's easier money. You're not cooking. It's just chilling. So that's one. It's easier money. Two is people will start thinking about what are they going to do when they go to the space? Are they going to see a man with his girlfriend? Are they going to see some kids being rowdy drinking and smoking? Do they want their kids in that environment? You know, so once you know who your customers are, you serve them. Um, I've spoken about the 8020. I, I think that um, what we've done, because we've had issues with transfers as well. That's another topic I want to talk on. We The idea of transfer is good for business, but it's messy because we have cases where customers claim they've done transfers they haven't. I've had to write up some money, which is always annoying. But then again, you look at it that in maybe 100 transactions, you have four customers who claim they've done transfer and they haven't. You know, should you punish the remaining 96% of customers for that? Well, the answer really is no. But then the energy we spend trying to chase customers down for, for money not sent, it's very dicey. I don't like it. I don't like it because Usually when you call them, it gets into a, they get heated and, and they almost think we're calling them liars or we're attacking them. Meanwhile, we have tables we haven't closed, you know, and I think it's also, it's also like a bit of a violation of trust as well. You know, we give you food, we deliver the food to you and you now tell me your, your app is down or wait till Monday when you get some cash coming in. So we're going to stop that. But what we've done, um, we had issues also with, um, deliveries where some houses are hard to get to maybe they get flooded when it rains that's not, not really your customer's fault but we've had issues where some estates when you the riders kind of drive in so they have to walk all the way to the estate and sometimes the customer doesn't call the estate gate on time so we're waiting and we have all the deliveries in the box we've had issues where customer claims they don't have cash in the house they have to go to the atm and again we have delivery we'll have deliveries in the box so what we came up with, which I'm not sure we've, we fully implemented this, but where I'm going to really push them to do that is I have some color codes for different customers. And, um, so, and the way we're going to, the way we're trying to run it is behind a customer's name, we'll store this, you know, uh, because you need to know your customers. You need to know that if you deliver to this person, you're going to have a challenge or this SLS has an issue. So you're not going to bulk up deliveries knowing that this first customer you're going to is going to be the Wahala customer. And you need to know these things. So we've done this. Um, the So let, let's say I'm a very difficult customer, for example. Oh, wow, skipping. 
I've had customers come into threatening to beat my staff up because we didn't have fish, for example, or maybe they ordered food and then the order wasn't placed, which is our fault. Um, but they get very, very aggressive. We've had people drunk coming in and, you know, um, as much as we can, a business can offer bad service maybe, but I think the way a client should, a customer should only protest is just not do business with them again. I think when you lose your cool and you come in yelling and, and swearing and things like that, I think that's really not a healthy customer to have, you know. And now you can fire customers, which I have done in the past, and know what I know now, I think I could have handled it differently. But I think there's some customers that you're just better off not dealing with, you know, because the headache of dealing with them, it consumes more of your time and creates more of a hostile environment than the ones that easily that you can easily do business with. Anyway, back to the calling system. So if I was a customer that was very rude to the staff, you know, maybe came in insulting or anything like that, I asked my staff to store the customer's uh, name. So it would be, and then put black at the end of it. So it would be like Illuminate Black. So when you say Illuminate Black, it means that I'm a very tough customer, right? Um, another one is abusive customers. You know, we heard some people insulting, apparently people cursing each other out, cursing the staff out. Um, and again, when you're hungry and your food is not there on time, yeah, I can imagine. I'll be upset as well too, but I think we should maintain our cool. So the other one is abuse, abusive customers. We start them as red. So it will be a limited red. Again, I'm not sure we're doing this officially, but I've spoken to them about it because we've had instances where we've had a lot of change of employees in the front of house. And we need to know exactly how a customer is. So like if a customer, let's say like Illuminate Red is calling, then they have to get their act right to know that this customer is like walking on eggshell. And um, it, it almost advises on the kind of service you want to give a customer. Um, we've had issues with transfers. So it'll be Illuminate Blue. Blue is for transfer issues. Uh, people who say they have paid and then usually two, three days they haven't paid. You know, I have to call them again and send them SMS messages. So now it's like if Illuminate Blue calls, we can claim that we're not taking transfers today, that I'm not on a seat to confirm transfer because we want to have a POS system. Um, this one is one of my favorites. I think it's a d delayed pickup or difficult to reach uh, estate. We call them green. So Illuminate Green means that it's either when you come to if you have four deliveries in your box, ideally don't do me first because I may not pick up the call when you're calling me or my estate, my house is so far from the estate gate that you're going to have a, a poor delivery service to the other customers you have. So it might be that we might send a, a, a different dispatch company, for, dispatch rider for this or tell the customer that we don't have a bike available right now because of past experiences. You know, um, we've had issues maybe like once in three weeks you know, maybe once in two weeks, customers who order and they just don't pick up, you know, so it would be eliminate gray. Now that means again, um, I call to place an order and then order is ready. And yeah, is that you deliver to my house? I don't pick up and right, I have to come back. Or I just don't come to your place for pickup. Um, this is one way for us to really understand who our customers are and then, and know how to meet them when it comes to service. So let me just run through this again. 
tough customers we save, we save with a black uh we save with black um abusive customers we save with red transfer issues we save with blue uh delayed pickup or difficult to reach estates we save with green customers didn't pick up order we save with gray and um this is not a way to re- wait i'm not judging customers generally by this i guess we are to some degree but it's more of what kind of service you want to give a customer? So imagine you, in fact, I think most people have this, but they have different ways, you know, gold member, silver member, you know, platinum mem- member. Like that tells you the kind of service you're going to get. So maybe we could have changed, you know, but rather than us put all our members into like gold platinum, it's more, it's, this is not more specific to like the patterns we have seen and how to kind of address that. Um, so that's it. I mean, it's not a, yeah, customers are king, definitely. Um, our customers are queen as well. But again, not all customers are kings and queens. And this is one of the issues we've had. Most common one is usually the, it's like, another one could be, we've had issues where, <laughs> well, there was an issue where a guy ordered, let's say, ribs and chicken. No, no, yeah, ribs and chicken. And we sent him turkey and chicken. And he finishes the turkey and says we gave him the wrong order. And normally I'm okay with refunding money or replacing orders, right? But there's something about me that I feel like sometimes I want to make sure that we're not getting played. Because, again, we have people who have very flexible moral position. So I told the customer initially that, no, he said he had eaten it. And I said that we can give him a difference in value. So a refund. So let's say the turkey was three grand and we charge him for 4,000, for example. I'll send you 1,000 back because you've eaten the product. And the guy has cursing, not yelling and everything. This is about four years ago. And I got heated up and I said, you know what? Just send me your account details. I'll give you the entire refund back. And I did that. Um, that might be my ego as well, but I always believe that until the customer is happy with your product, you have not earned their money. You know, now the flip side to this is some customers who know that can play you for that. You know, but again, those are not my customers. You know, um, and once we tighten up our back end, we won't have issues where orders are getting swapped, you know, and I won't have to be in a position where where we're going over the, we're making a, a strong effort to please the customer again. But they're not all our customers, you know. Um, they're people who buy from me and buy from other pe- brands as well too. That's fine. Are they loyal to me? Maybe not. And do I need their loyalty? I, I think brands need loyal loyal customers. You know, um, you don't want to be a commodity. You don't want to be like a pure water. You want to make sure that people vibe with you. And when a brand is loyal to when a customer's loyal to your brand because you understand them and you're serving them the right way they want to be served. I think you're going to have a very healthy long-term relationship with them. And that's what we're trying to build. So again, me jumping around as usual, um, customer service is very key. Um, customer retention is very key. Um, we need to have a very small, but solid customers that would be there when, you know, things get a bit tight, you know, people who, 
genuinely use your product or use, or use your services you know buy your product because they love the food and they love the brand um you know it, it's there's a lot to be said about having the right kind of customers and i always go back to the whole apple thing apple took a long time to get to where it is right now and it's probably now in the mass market but like it didn't get there by serving the mass market it got there by serving a very specific group of people who loved their product and they were the only one that, and apple was the only brand then that could give them that product you know so um that's it i'm not sure what else to add to it customers are fantastic the people who buy who do business with you um it's always good to know how to um serve them better obviously you do surveys um you try to get feedbacks um you encourage feedbacks you know um you try to fix things as it happens um it's not a one of the things i've done is i've tried to push great customer service in my place um i realize that by default we usually think that a customer who's not happy with us even maybe how they communicate with us is more like a personal attack and it could be a, seen as a, an attack on the brand itself or attack on the person they're talking to but you gotta have a thick skin you know i think with every customer being upset there's there's a there's a learning um draw in there the things you can pick up from and say okay this is what they're saying now they may have said it the wrong way but this is what they're saying um and it's always good for a business to really go deep to see if there's anything we can do better you know um, because they're the lifeblood of your business once they stop coming they're going to go somewhere else and they're going somewhere else because you have failed um either not meeting up to their standards I don't know, understanding what it is that they want, um, maybe quality of food, pricing, delivery issues, whatever the case is. So it's always good to go back and say, Mr. X, you know, how you doing? It's been a long time. You know, do we do something wrong? You know, we do surveys. You serve them very well. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to the show again. Uh, till next week. This is a topic I just wanted to touch on. I hope that, um, you may have picked up a few things that you can use you can may apply to your business as well again i'm constantly learning and i'm hoping that i'm sure what I'm, I'm learning and obviously i'll keep retweaking it but we have to know who our customers are we have to know what makes them a better customer for us and then we have to know the right customers to invest more time in you know um because once you do that, you would you would you would have a better foundation to grow from. Alright guys, thanks a lot and have a wonderful day. Ciao. If you like our show and you want to know more, please check out businessfeverng.com share the link with your friends leave us a review on itunes join us again on monday for a new podcast thank you